0: So (laughs) good morning, good morning everybody, good morning to our viewers and our fans who are watching us. Yesterday we could not make it on both sides, Uh, our Monday discussions because there were so many complications. For my side I was so held up with some other activities and I think you too Jill. Yes, it was a busy Monday. It was a typical busy Monday,
1: but I'm glad today we are able to make it where there's some peace and quiet. Yes.
0: Yeah. So uh, last week we talked about passion and why it was so important. We defined passion and we also talked about various aspects around passion. So today I was thinking that uh, uh, after we brainstormed that we talk about some of the challenges that uh, Uh, African and black businesses experience here in Germany. And these are some of them. I think, uh, for example, challenges when starting or developing a black owned business in Germany. What are those challenges? And uh, the barriers that make it difficult for us to have access to networks, because networking is very important. We've been to various networks, uh, both in our business-related and also not, and I found it was so important because it is like a, something that helps your business grow, even you personally. Because that is where you also get information about the resources, which I think it is a, a very big uh, uh, challenge here in Germany. Getting <coughs> uh, amongst us the Africans in the communities, I find we very we do very little mentorship. So mentorship also is lacking. Uh, we have so many role models, but we neglect to see ourselves also as mentors. And definitely one of the biggest is that uh, lack of access to capital uh, and also key resources and stakeholders. I think that is one topic that we're going to do today. I hope we cover it in one hour of mm-hmm. our podcast. Yes. Yeah, Jill. Uh, We were just talking and I I told you, wait a minute, let's start recording this. And you are saying something about uh, the challenges of working. I think you first mentioned the challenges of working with experts, which also actually correlates with the resources, the funds that you need to have, because there are some partners that you cannot work with without paying them. Yeah. (coughs) Sorry. Mm, Some of the challenges I'm facing is that,
1: um, things like taxes, t- doing, uh, what, is, what do they call it here? Tax declaration. Yeah. Like tax declaration, I thought to save money, I can do everything on my own. I started collecting my documents, putting an Excel sheet together. And then I realized in the case of a restaurant, uh, you have this tax declaration where to, you have to declare drinks 7%, uh, mm-hmm. food 19%. So doing this on my own, and since I'm not so mathematically (laughs) talented, I was sitting there and I was like, gosh, this is really difficult. So it's like you have to hire someone. You cannot do everything on your own. And also using this, uh, because you also talked about installing some system, which I'm also looking into it. But in this case, I think uh, when I looked into the system, I realized uh, in my case, I can actually just feed everything into the system. And then just have the tax, uh, the tax, my tax person uh, access consultant yeah. consultant to work on it or something mm-hmm. of the sort. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the end of the day, really, at some point, you really need to hire someone to take care of these kind of things. You cannot do everything on your own, you know. So these are challenges, I think, the taxation thing. And then uh, at some point, you also need to get a business mentor or a business consultant. Which I did when I used to have the when I was doing the cooking classes, which I'm still doing. uh, I had to get a business consultant because you realize you can just when you think you really know much about business, you realize there are other people who are also better experienced and have and know more about how to run business, especially in Germany than any other place in the world. Yeah, like you need a mentor, you need uh you need a a business consultant to help you. And him, he he was a great great help. So sometimes he would look at the, looking at the business as an outsider. He would also come out with other ideas. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. The same experience I had, uh, especially when we moved into COVID, where uh, we were now moving from moving our trainings from you know from from offline to online, you know. Uh, those activities that you'd like to do, the simulations that you'd like to do with your participants, you are now suddenly forced to think creativity, crea- you know, creatively. How <coughs> do I transfer from offline to online? How do yeah. I still get that energy? How do I still get that synergy when I'm going to be doing, you know, those activities? And I came to realize that without the the experts that I had to source. To, you know to just get me from from that uh position of you are stuck and you're finding yourself that you're not able to move your business to online i had to get an expert that you know that was uh that trained trained us how to use the online tools trained us how to use even the zoom uh the all the tools you know like for reasons when i'm training people like from the government the german government i cannot use zoom i have to use uh, MS two, MS teams, and you know, interchanging from one tool to another, and what are the resources that we have to sign up for? Because there's so many resources that are available alone in Zoom, and you don't know, am I signing this for something that I'm going to be continuously paying but never using or using it one time? And how can I continuously use it so that it is also returning the you know the return on investment? So I find that like you said, it's uh, <laughs> is not a sign of I don't know what I'm doing, or I'm not. Co- I'm not uh, qualified for what I'm doing. It is actually the acknowledgement that you want to give the best to your client. From my mm-hmm. from my point of view, that's how mm-hmm. I see it. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, because you talk about training. <laughs> I remember the one time uh, we joined, and because I'm talking about training and networking, it's going to be connected somehow. Yes, I remember you and myself we joined a networking group. And through the networking, we ended up getting some kind of training that really boosted us like overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because uh, I think what most of us uh, black people or even African people fear is spending money. Because uh, for me, I always feel like okay, you're spending money, but you'll get something in return because you'll improve your quality
0: of how to run a business. Yeah, the masterclass what we took was I think three thousand euros. Yes. Right? Yes. And the we didn't have money at the time. You remember both of us were at our, the point yeah. of our business where we were asking ourselves, where is this thing going? And then there was COVID on top of it. Yeah. So, we, you know, but because you don't want to give up on your dream, we went in and we looked at this masterclass and we looked at our position and we decided, let us negotiate and see if there is some payment. <coughs> like that there was payment terms for us. And when we went to this business, uh, we went to this masterclass, and finish the masterclass. On my side, I got my 3,000 euros within, I think, two months. I got the 3,000 euros. So the return on investment came for me immediately. And then yes. as a result, I also restructured my prices, my branding, my the way I approach my clients, who are my clients, definition of who are my clients. I remember Petra Polk always telling us, and you're always struggling, you have to what was that cappuccino you have to you know you have a cappuccino cappuccino you have to 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 define. cappuccino your clients yeah you have to really define your clients and the definition must fit and fit only in the cappuccino cup and never spill out and it should not be half empty half filled it should always only fit in this cappuccino and we really had a lot of problems because we were everywhere really you know literally everywhere so for me the masterclass was One of the things that really made me become made my business to get to the next level which i can always recommend anybody that if you find yourself stuck if you find that your business is stalling and you're still passionate about it then you need to get those experts to help you get out of that forest to help you to help shed light for you
1: because i realized through this cappuccino actually when I, I cappuccino my <laughs> the, the client, I came to realize actually through cappuccino is when you're you, you actually ended up expanding. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Because when you do a cappuccino, you're specific with the services you're giving. You're clearer. You're much yeah. clearer with the, with what you're providing to your client, mm-hmm. and through that you you, you expand outward in a, in a in more 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 ways than when you we were ever. It's like we're trying to. We, we were trying to have, uh, to give a wider range of services, yeah. whereby
0: it was getting us more confused. Yes. And even we, our clients. And even yes. us. Because for us, it meant we focused on our clients and we focused on the needs of the clients. So yes. we're not providing a service that we thought the clients wanted. We're mm-hmm. giving a service that the clients wanted from us. Yes. Then we went in and just specialized and completely went and remodified and, Put so much um, quality in in that what we are offering, so much so that whenever a client approaches us, they know specifically what they are going to get, and they know how. Once they will sit down, and you know, like for me, once I sit down with them, we can decide on what are the goals that you want to achieve, yes. and I just plug them into the the different you know the different offers. So for me, to be very honest, I if I needed to take another masterclass, I would do it. Anytime. time. I'll definitely do it because that one, it was, uh, it was an overnight for me. It took me,
1: it took you three weeks, three weeks. Yeah. For me, it took me like, uh, about two months. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had a lot to do. I had to really, it was also difficult to cut down. Yeah. The <laughs> services I'm giving, it was really difficult because I was feeling I should make, I should be more wider. And then I had to come down. Do remember I was saying I give African cooking classes. Yeah, but immediately I said I'm giving
0: Kenyan cooking classes. Yes, my clientele went up. You know, they just went, you know, they they became specific, and it was like you did not need to do so much marketing. Exactly. Marketing itself because there were people when you went to Google and you went and you saw how many people are searching for you. Remember the time that this guy in the masterclass came and told us search for what you offer in your in search for what clients are looking for on Google and when we saw it kind of like the things that helped us really restructure ourselves you and yes. your you decided african i can't be offering african there's nobody who offers european mm-hmm. Kenyan it will be and Kenya exactly Kenyan,
1: the way to go yeah yes yes and it made really sense because when you claim you can cook fufu where you cannot yeah it doesn't make sense because uh, on the other side it's like when I, when i had like nigerian Cooking classes or Ghanaian, I had to get Ghanaians to come in and cook. Yeah, again, no. And it costs me money also when you get get them to come and cook. Yeah. So, but when as soon as I cut down to Kenyan, it was very easy. And I'm making also, and you can see I'm making money out of it. And now I have a restaurant, and I've also specifically said Kenyan, a Kenyan restaurant, not an African restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. the weakness we have is like you go into a restaurant and you see somebody is offering. Uh, from fufu to ugali, all these kind of things. And when you produce
0: the fufu, somebody tells you, "Now what is this?" Yeah, that that it gets tricky because if somebody is going to uh, to like to a Kenyan restaurant or to a Nigerian restaurant, they would like <coughs> to know more about those foods yes. uh, that are grown there. Why is there plantain in Nigeria but no plantain trees or whatever in Kenya for that matter? Yeah, or yams and stuff like that. So they would like to not only have the excursion of vis of you know of having all those things playing around in their in their you know their test uh, yeah. what are those Test, test bugs. yeah but they would also like to know where it is coming from if their history all food have history behind it really there's always yes. and us coming from the African continent our foods have abundant history as to why it has taken the format it has taken why we eat this type of food, what happened, what brought it to the power that we eat. So if you are coming from Kenya, you can only relate to the Kenyan history and, you know, also to the Kenyan dishes better. Very true. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And then um, regarding
1: networking, networking is very important. Yeah. And uh, being in Germany, uh, not all networks are going to accept you but uh, the ones have, uh, that have accepted us or me from for that particular, I still have contacts to these people until this day. Yeah. And they're still helping me until this day. And actually my biggest restaurant customers are this particular network, BNI. Yeah. Like people from BNI, they come to my restaurant and they, they send others to my restaurant and all this kind of stuff. So I think this is one of the networks. I think it was the only network I joined that was very diverse. It was accepting everybody, I think, because it's originally an American concept, American uh, company.
0: Yeah.
1: And they're franchised to different people. So I think that, that's where I got lucky. And at least uh, I'm still connected to them. Mm. But you'll find other networks, they will not accept you or you, you, you
0: apply to join them and they don't even reply. Yes, no, I don't know. We, we were scouting <laughs> networks uh, and there was only one afterwards, after BNI that, you know, that accepted us uh, yeah. to join. I mean, me, I didn't have a very nice start with BNI, uh, okay. the one that is that was down here in the yes. village, but I had a very, very good experience with those days BNI in Frankfurt. I found them to be much more, that they could relate much more to what I was doing as opposed mm-hmm. to the BNI that was here. But yes. nonetheless, for me, it would be so desirable to have professional business networking, for us people coming from, you know, the black, to just promote the black economy. So that we are seeing and getting to know who has what, who does what, and who can support where, you know? And that is also the, the other aspect of networking. Networking, once you get inside there, there is so many things that happen. You meet new people, you meet, you get to see new methods of how things are solved, how problems are handled and stuff like that. For me, the networking was a very, Good uh, starting point. I'm still in a network, but this time with a network of uh, coaches, so I cannot do without a network.
1: No, we I need can. them. We need it because yeah.
0: I'm also going to go back to Adan. Yeah, I was
1: I was I, I left a bit because my son is also in Adan, but it seems like the it's not a bad thing for both of us to be there. So mm-hmm. I've i registered myself to go back there because uh, Adan, everybody knows it's an uh, it's called what Afro Deutsches Netzwerk. Yeah afro yeah. yeah and uh I c- it's also good for a young generation yes yeah yes. as she can join i mean
0: it will be very um oh, by the way by the way yes. i need to tell him I'm, i fo- it's just that i forgot but i need to tell him yes and i
1: think uh, he's closer you guys are closer to Cologne or dusseldorf i think there's Adan dusseldorf or Cologne. I'm. i can't remember anymore i think uh dusseldorf i think so yeah mm mm-hmm. I think there's Adan in Dusseldorf, and they, they have these regular meetings. They, they either meet, they have the official one annual meeting, mm-hmm. and then they have the small, small meetings where they meet in restaurants or, and they are promoting Black businesses. So, which means they, they can also next time, who knows, they might come to my restaurant, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they always look for Black owned restaurants to come and visit.
0: Yeah, that is a yeah. nice way. Yeah, I belong to another network. It's called my, my Urbanology, and my Urbanology is really good. It's a it's two young girls, uh, two young uh, Afro Germans who came up with the idea of opening a virtual network. And a magazine at the same time. So here is where when I have people asking me, Elizabeth, I need a black therapist. Go, I always tell them, go to my urbanology. They're on, they're on Instagram, I think they're on, on TikTok. I think I, I follow them. Magazine. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime. And you can even advertise your business there. I remember that is where the, you remember the 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 what is it called? The advertisement of uh Fauve with that, the, the one that they did the advertisement where they did with, you know, with the finger point. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Like. yeah. Oh, they actually came to me and were asking me, what did we do wrong, you know? And I asked them, so where did you get me from? Yeah, from my urbanology. So I think networks is, depending on how your cappuccino looks like, I think networks gets to be a best place to be. I sometimes actually think that it was, it would have been better mm-hmm. if we knew about
1: cappuccino before going to the network. Mm. Because when I when I joined the network, where we got this training on how to write a pitch. Yeah. How to prepare a pitch. And my pitch was so confusing because I was just talking about Africa. And sometimes you get a question like, yeah, what about Nigeria? What about this? What about that? And you sit there and you're like, actually I have to visit these countries before, yeah. before talking about the countries. Yeah, so but after we got this training with Petra Polk and then mm. she talked about uh, Cappuccino, then it made it easier for me to 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 write the pitch,
0: yeah mm-hmm. same year when when uh, same thing i I was like I would train anybody, and I thought everybody needed the training, and everybody must have the training and it was also the period where Germany had come to the realization that uh that they are going to need so many migrants or so many you know in, uh, yeah let me just say expatriates i don't want to call them i don't want to you know to reproduce their <laughs> their racism uh, a lot of expatriates to come in and uh and work and fill that gap of the unemployment of the employment sector so i had people asking me why is it that when uh when uh, you know foreigners are coming in they come in and they go through the you know the the door that you know you know that door that turns you come in the door turns round and you enter, and then they just take the, the next gap, they take, and they go away, and we sat down with some of the companies, and we came to find out their policies, their regulations, everything around them was so racial, and then they thought it was so friendly, yeah, so during that time, I was like, wow, this is where now I really need to concentrate on my cappuccino, and see who is it who needs what from me, and not try and train everybody try and train the africans to learn what is racism so that they start to know how to talk about racism or try and get i don't know who who and who not everybody is going to take uh, not everybody wants to learn about racism not everybody wants to change but concentrate on those that want to change and that is how i completely transformed my business oh yes mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I mean, networking and then the challenges faced by black owned businesses and um, am I forgetting something? we have talked about mentors shortly, resources, that's uh, outsourcing uh, consultances, and, oh yeah, capital. Oh, capital, capital, Capital. wow. Capital, yeah, oh, that was, I don't know. It was really surprising. Yesterday, I talked to a financial consultant. I was just finding out. Yeah. Organize finances, how to go about finances and stuff like that.
0: Yeah.
1: The inter- then it came to a point whereby uh, we talked about paying caution, deposits, when you're paying rental deposits. Yeah. Did you know there's uh, an insurance for that? Oh, no, yeah. I didn't know. You know, he was looking at me, I was like, you paid the deposit of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. why didn't you do the insurance? There's an insurance for that. So meaning you get this caution insurance.
0: Yeah. And
1: then uh, you, you give it to your landlord. Oh, so, okay. I have to find out more how it works. He was talking to me about it and I was like, I was not aware. So if yeah. I was not the kind of person to go out and find out this kind of inf- information or talking to different people, I would never have known. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the advantages of this Kaution uh, for uh, it's like uh, if the contracts comes to an end, they're the ones who are going to get for you the, your Kaution back. Irrespective. Irrespective, yes. Yes, yeah, so I, I have to find out. I have to find out more about it. When you talked to me about it, I was shocked. I, f- I never knew about it. Yeah. So I, I have to find out more about it and uh, then see. But I've already paid my caution. I don't know how. But now that's good information for somebody yeah. else. Yeah, of course. Who wants to start a business, who wants to rent a place, before even renting a house by the uh, renting an apartment. Okay, that one I didn't know. Even for renting an apartment. You can get this thing called caution If you know you're looking for an apartment, you can get it. You can even get it a few days before, and then when your famita, when the when your landlord, your future or the prospective landlord asks you for the deposit, they
0: accept this caution faserro. Uh, because my 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 is one that we had to go to the bank, and uh, the money is then put in the bank, and it earns interest. Ah, uh, is it yes. I've forgotten the name? I don't know what it's called. So uh, uh, it, also, huh? another word I learned yesterday, Buhaft. yeah, so every other year, that Kaution is gaining interest for me, not for the land, for the land, uh, for the for the property owner, the property owner, them they're going. To, I don't know whether they get money out of that, but I remember the place where we used to stay. We stayed for fourteen years, and we had that. Uh, you know, we had put it out in a, <laughs> this type of, you know, in a bank account. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember right now. Um, and after 14 years, of course, we took our 14-year interest, and each and every time that interest was always being adjusted. You know, so it was an advantage to have. You know, uh, to it, it, I mean, for most people, they would say, oh, it's very little money." But me, I always say, the small little monies are the ones that grow the bigger ones. So, yes. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Yeah, um, yeah, that is something interesting. I have to find out more about it. And then, um, and, and I think also, it's also important for us Africans um, amongst ourselves to put up a, a business consultant from more experience. Yes. Yeah, someone who can give people a consultation from the this side, of, like with me, the, what I've gathered, because I've been asking myself, why is it so difficult for Africans to own a restaurant? My dear, what I've gone through. If I was an easy person, I would have said no, no, no. That's geht nicht. Yeah, let it
0: be. Yeah. The starting point was really was really really hard. But yes, it's just like when we are talking about medicine, when we are talking about uh, psychologists, and uh, also now going into consultants. It is very important that we have our own people out there because for me, uh, having somebody that is coming from our community, they can already tell which, how our minds are working in terms of going to solve those problems. And they cut you short and they tell you, no, no, no. Here, it is done like this, like that. And they tell you, this is the method, get, you get from A to B this way. Whereas, okay. you know, for the Germans, it is, it is like what they say, that's for Standby, that you're going to move from A to B. But for us, we're coming from the different backgrounds that we have. It is sometimes a roadmap that is completely different from that of the German one. So bringing them together, you know, or mashing them together so that they work for you and positively work for you. I think it is so important because mistakes made now are very expensive mistakes later. Correcting mistakes are always so expensive. So it would be very nice if we have all those experts coming from those fields, always you know, that are available and we know so-and-so expert is available for us, they should also be informing us where they are to be found. You know, I find we do very, very, very little marketing. I've seen one Black person that always appears on my Facebook uh, feeds that (coughs) is, is looking for, I don't know, 10 people that need wah, 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 wah. I've seen very few Africans or Black people even advertising their business, even talking about their businesses. I find it is so sad because we don't know where they are. They are invisible. We talked about the invisibility also, I think, the other time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, we have a long way
0: to go, I have to say.
1: Yes. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, because um, Also another challenge I'm facing is getting workers. Wow, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because I'm trying to understand why is it you're advertising for people to come and work for you and nobody responds. And then, you know, when you go to the Arbeitsamt and uh, tell them, hey, I'm looking for this specialized person to come to my kitchen. I've advertised in Germany for weeks, no response. Mm. Then you're expected to write a long explanation oh, why is your restaurant so special? Why can't you train a German, you know? Yeah, Yeah. one one person from the Arbeitsamt told me I should uh, get a German and train them to cook Kenyan dishes. Ah, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, I I told him, no, no, that's not the representation of my restaurant. My restaurant is a Kenyan restaurant and I expect Kenyans to cook. And I think my guests would expect to see Kenyans. Yeah. You know? So, and then I had to write a long explanation and then they wanted to see the pictures of the restaurant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to make sure that it is also decorated like Kenyan message, you know? I was surprised by this. And then when you hear that uh, Ruto is announcing uh, uh, the the jobs in
0: Germany for 30,000 Kenyans or how many? He said 280 million and I was like, whoa, Kenya has got 47 million. So he's going to be the president of who? (laughs)
1: Crazy, yeah. When they say such things, it contradicts what I'm going through. Yeah. yeah. Because normally, being a Kenyan, I'm saying this is a Kenyan restaurant. I would like a Kenyan to come, and I've identified the person who is supposed to come in. And you're being told, uh, make sure if I, I'll forward you the email, you'll be shocked. But what they what they're expecting from me? Yeah, I should be very sure. I should. I'm also supposed to attach a menu. I'm also supposed to attach a menu to make sure that we are talking about Kenyan dishes. And why can't it be cooked by a German? Mm. Yeah, I was really shocked by this. And then when you, because also from Kenya, they write to you, so uh, can, can we apply to your restaurant to come and work in your restaurant? These are the so, and I'm like, this, these things are too, they're contradicting themselves.
0: Yeah, why why is it on one side, uh, Olaf Scholz goes all the way to talk to Ruto and tell Ruto that need, Germany needs so many million people and then you you want a fraction of that one million, and it becomes so complicated. It, it yeah it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Really oh, the email sense. is what they wrote to me. It's crazy. Yeah, it's maybe crazy. the thing is you could maybe just send them the the video. I have the video of when President uh, Schultz was talking in Kenya. Maybe you should send them that video and you ask them. So why did your president come to our, my country? and say this, or maybe I wonder if they're aware because- Yeah. This is a, the acute case of the left doesn't know what the right hand is doing. So um, what else have we got left? You always want to do one hour. I'm not sure how many hours we've done already.
1: Mm. Oh, I was start at nine, ah, okay. Still 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Yes, so uh, key resources and stakeholders. Would you like to say something about that? Key
0: resources and stakeholders. For me, stakeholders is again going back to the place where you are talking about uh, uh, getting Kenyans to come uh, to the country. We are the stakeholders. We are li- literally the stakeholders that need to get keep. And I'm just saying it consciously to get keep. Uh, these areas because we have had of several occasions now going back to the trainings where I go this appropriation all the time and that is what you're also trying to avoid an appropriation of you know somebody coming in and doing that what you're supposed to do and when I'm saying key stakeholders we also need when talking in terms of the presidents coming here we also need to create some sort of a platform that when such presidents come to this country for example our president comes to this country that we some of the representations coming political representations political analysts whatever people that have formed themselves are seated at those negotiation negotiating tables to ensure that the needs on both sides are taken care of not just one side not this one-sided we've reached a plat we've reached a place where we cannot afford to just you know levy and give you know, the white community, the right of, and we just sit back and we say, no, it is not within our right. It is within our right. So we are the stakeholders for me, as far as uh, negotiating, as far as uh, making decisions, we are the people that should be able to sit down and make those decisions as to what or who are and what is supposed to happen. So stakeholders are as far as I'm concerned, we are the stakeholders. And if we are going to be looking out for our counterpart stakeholders, we should also be strategically skilled to be able to negotiate with them on an eye level and not to go in and negotiate and with the assumption they know better and we know less. No, we also are coming with exact uh, equivalent competences, competences just like they are coming, and that is why we are calling them our counterparts. Otherwise, they, you know, otherwise there is no need for us to sit at the table. I don't know what you think on stakeholders. Uh, they, I'm, then, sure I'm on the wrong track? <laughs> no, no, no. I think you're right because
1: we are the stakeholders because, like, uh, uh, like when the president came, if we had the opportunity, because I've always asked even the ambassador the same question. Why is it so difficult for Kenyans to import their crops? Yeah, we are one of the so-called biggest horticultural countries. Uh, They're exporting to this uh, auction house in Holland. But when it comes to get the same things to Germany, it is drama. Why why can't they negotiate something? Nigerians are getting their stuff. Like if you go to all the West African shops, they're like at home. They have their fufu. Like maize meal, I have to go to get in Holland or, Ge- or Belgium. Why not Germany? Yeah. Why is in Germany selling, uh, why, why are, are the Afro shops in Germany not selling uh, white corn? Or uh, I'm getting these things from Indian shops, mm. you know? So I always ask this question, why is it so difficult for us Kenyans to import our own crops in Germany? Yeah, yeah. because most of it goes to Holland at this, is it called Flora Auction House?
0: Yeah, flora, the flora auction flora house. Flora auction house, then from there, that's when you can bring mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, again, there, exactly what you're saying is that we lack visibility. We lack unity within. I don't want to say unity because you unity is something that I think it is a myth. We can never be unified. We can never we can never get unity. But nonetheless, I find that we are so invisible, so much so that we are not able to make any effective noises at the positions where we need to make those noises, so for instance, when you're talking about uh, why is it that we don't have our Kenyan produce here, it's because we are so invisible on key aspect or key positions that we need to be in the in the in the industry. Let's say in the uh, in the economic industries, we don't we are not making any impact. So that even if we go there and we are saying we want to bang a table, they'll give us a, a, a child's chair and tell us you bang that one, it will do. Because we don't have so much, uh, we've not gathered that much power and we've not organized and structured ourselves so that we are a force to reckon with. So that when President Ruto is coming into the country or president whatever is coming into the country, they have to call on these other counterparts from the country <coughs> But when you look at here in Germany, the Africa Verein, when Kruto is coming to the country, they call on the German-African Verein to sit at the negotiating tables, but not us, the people who are actually the Africans. They Mm -hmm. call other experts that have given themselves the mandate to be the representations of these other countries. So I think that when you're talking about uh, stakeholders, we are the stakeholders, but we have not organised ourselves. We yeah. have not seen the potentials that we have had. We have not embraced the strength that we have within ourselves and within the community. I think that's why then
1: it irritates me to when a Kenyan comes to a restaurant and asks, "Hey, who my India home? <laughs> <From> where <laughs> is the sukuma? Is the sukuma from Aldi? Hello? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah." yeah. In all, in every aspect, it can be from the gastronomy industry, it can be from, I don't know which, we've got, we're covering so many other trades across the, across Germany, you know, you know, stretching over to, 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 to the continent, but we are not visible, we are not seen, and we do not even show that we are structured so that we can be a force to reckon with. No, it no. cannot be appropriate that another foreign is the one that is going to be uh, one that is representing our country. I think it calls for making corrections. We should be the representations of our own country.
1: Yeah, they should call the representatives
0: from the selective countries, not... Yes.
1: Still Germans they assume that Africa is a, is a country. This, mm-hmm. they're, yes. still, they're still not taking it that we, there are 54 countries in there, you know? Exactly. So they assume one representation is enough. And that's why I'm trying to correct by ha- having a specifically a Kenyan restaurant, Yeah. you know? And Cam- there should be a Cameroonian restaurant. There should be a Nigerian. It's clearly not Africanish, but so that they understand. you can. It's just like them. I cannot come and tell them, tell them and say, I was in an European restaurant. I was in an European restaurant. So mm. we should also teach them, although they should take the initiative to learn.
0: Yeah, yeah, that comes also from the fact that you see somebody has been to Kenya, somebody has been to Uganda, and somebody has been to uh, Ghana, and they come out and say, we are the African experts. What do we do? We mirror match exactly that. And when we take now the example with the restaurant and uh, you know put it in perspective, is that you ca- somebody goes back, goes in those three countries and comes out, as the African expert. What do we do? We produce the food that this person says that is an African food. Yes, it's an African food, but coming from where? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, he went, to, he went to Kenya, but where in Kenya? What did he do in Kenya? What mm-hmm. did he notice was a specific difference between Kenya and Ghana. For example, these are all things that have been, you know, because of Eurocentrism, all these things are always mashed in and put in like some mashed potatoes that we are all the same so that we lose our voices, we lose our visibility in the Eurocentrism as we are in one. But when they come here in Europe, Germany is going to be damned when Britain is going to say, I'm representing Germany, how? Yeah, they would not allow it, hell no. Yeah. So I think that we've had today covered enough for our yes. one podcast sessions. As usual, check our Instagram, check our TikTok, check our podcast. We have the podcast links to our podcast as well. This is going to be uploaded there. Yeah. And if you have again any questions that you'd like to ask us or you'd like us to talk on a specific topic, remember to just get in touch with us through one of the medias. We'll yes. be happy to Hear from you also from the response on feedback.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we'll see you again next week. Let's thanks for I'll the be. lively discussion. See you next yeah, week. Thank you. Okay, thank bye. You. bye. Bye. Bye.